Welcome to the Flipping Real Estate Like the Pros podcast. Here you'll learn everything you need to know to be a successful real estate entrepreneur and achieve the financial freedom you've always wanted. We talk with real experts about their experiences, their accomplishments, and more importantly, how you can learn from their mistakes so you can jumpstart your business and fortify your strategic alliances. There's no BS, no fluff, zero guru talk, just real real estate knowledge. Let's get started. Hey, what's going on, Alliance? Today I have with you Todd Fleming. Todd is the author of If You Can't Wholesale After This, I've Got Nothing For You. He's also the CEO and founder of Coalition Investments and is also the founder at The Kingdom Real Estate. So Todd, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's The honor is all mine. Awesome, man. I'm so excited to have you on. You were highly recommended. You were tagged in one of uh, one of the biggest Facebook groups out there as a, as a great reference and a great wealth of knowledge. So I can't wait to pick your brain and, and share all of your good stuff with the Alliance today. And I can't wait to do it. I appreciate that. It's truly humbling uh, when, <laughs> when, when people are able to kind of pass on uh, the reputation and what they feel. So it's been great. It is a good feeling. So Todd, tell us a little about yourself, man. Like, where are you from? Where do you operate out of? And tell us a little about your family life and uh, if anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I reside in Northeast Ohio. That's primarily where uh, my market is as well. I do 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 some work in Pennsylvania as well. I've owned some property in Pennsylvania. Most of my properties are in Northeast Ohio, though. Uh, Primarily single family. Don't do a ton of multifamily stuff right now. I mean, we can go into that later, like specifically why like the single family deals and very specific uh, on what I hold versus what I, you know, resell on create creatively on terms or wholesale okay. or flip or whatever. But yeah, so reside in Northeast Ohio, I've been here all my life and wife got a two year old. So that's a lot of fun because he gets to go on the, all the appointments with me. He's my closer. There you go. Whenever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whenever I need to close something down, I just make sure to take him with me. They're like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. I'm like, yep, that sounds great. Let's sign here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's my little closer. Uh, but that, it's just a testament of what real estate can do for you when you structure it correctly and, and build your business correctly because I get to spend a lot of time with him, which was uh, one of my ultimate goals when I was scaling the business to where it is now. Very cool. So Todd, since you're you know, a successful real estate investor, what do you like to do in your free time? I love cars. I'm a car okay. guy. Yep. Big time car guy. I like spending time with what if my son's name's Wyatt. So I spend a lot of time with him. A lot of time with friends, things like that. But also, uh, I mean, I just love building businesses. So it's something that I love putting time into. Um, I've had much more focus. Uh, like I literally just started an Instagram page. I know I'm like five, six, seven years late. That's okay. <laughs> but like literally, so I'm building out a business. It's all about financial literacy. It's called the power of finance. And it's teaching people financial literacy because at one point, uh, I was so badly crippled by debt that I had to make a hundred grand a year to pay the minimum interest payments on my debt. Oh my goodness. It was rough. Yeah. And I had a choice at that point. That point was literally like, I'm either going to file bankruptcy and delay my financial future for the better part of a decade, or I'm going to make this choice to get through it, learn how finances actually work, learn how money actually works and dig my way out. Thankfully, I chose the more painful path, which was dig my way out and really taught me that uh, financial freedom and wealth building and time freedom is actually all of a choice. So that's what I want to teach others. So that's what I've been doing uh, over the past seven or eight months and hosting a power of finance live show and, and teaching others how they can actually weaponize their finances. That way they don't have to be at the mercy of money anymore. Very cool. As a reminder, Alliance, uh, if you're listening to this, don't forget to go to flippingrealestatelikethepros.com. 
find Todd's episode and we'll have all the links to all of his different stuff that he has between his book, uh, the kingdom and also to his, uh, uh, live call that he does. Yeah. Power of finance. Yep. Power of finance. Thank you. Yeah. So we'll have all that in the show notes. So, uh, don't feel that you have to write it down right now. We'll have it for you on our website. All right. So Todd, how'd you get introduced to real estate? So great. And then the grandest, most amazing fashion ever. My mother cut out, you know, those newspapers, you know, the things that used to be around (laughs) my mother cut out my mother, my own mother cut out an ad for for a broker uh, that was looking for an agent out of the newspaper and handed it to me one day because I was at the time jobless. I was actually day trading full-time or trying to day trade full-time. <laughs> and because uh, I had left my last nine to five job, I was basically unemployable at that point because I was just terrible at working for people. Not that I didn't have skills. I just didn't have the, for whatever reason, I didn't have the ability to show up to work every day and like produce just because it was for somebody else. And it drove me nuts. And I wasn't fulfilled and I knew I wasn't like passionate about it. So I really struggled with it. So at this point, I'm day trading. Um, my mother actually hands me, like shows up to my apartment, hands me this cutout little newspaper note. And uh, so I went to the broker, ended up getting licensed. I realized I didn't love being licensed because I felt like an employee again. But that's what introduced me to real estate. Okay. And at that point, uh, I'm a part of a group called Secret Entourage. And they had some trainings on real estate investing, even if you didn't have any money. And so I started watching that. I learned about wholesaling and I started with wholesaling. That's how I got going. Okay. So how long have you been doing real estate investing? So I've been doing real estate investing full-time for a little over four years now. Okay. All right. So one of my favorite questions I get to ask my guests. So how, tell us about your very first deal. How'd you find it? The mechanics behind it. Like, tell us a little bit about that first ever deal and what kind of emotions and kind of feelings and all that kind of stuff that goes in that first deal. Because a lot of our listeners are brand new, uh, just getting started. And we all have those those nerves of that first deal. And so to walk, walk them through it so they can understand that it's normal <laughs> uh, and it's crazy. Usually. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My first one was a wild one. So my, oh, first, right. awesome. my, first, my first one was in an area that I would never even drive through again. <laughs> like, okay. It was like, man, total war zone. Uh, didn't realize where I was. Meanwhile, I'm just walking around the neighborhood like, like, oh, I'm going to buy a house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, so I ended up putting the house under contract for like 7,500 bucks, which many people are going to gawk at and go, wait, how's that possible? So in this market, you can buy houses for a few grand all the time. Yeah. So I ended up putting this house under contract for $7,500, built really good rapport with the seller. The seller was a really nice guy. I ended up doing like four or five more deals with him overall because oh, he cool. was a property manager and knew other people with issues. So on down the road, like that goes right into that referral bin too. When you build the relationship, you have more deals come to you, that yep. networking piece. But in this deal, I had it under contract for $7,500. House is in horrible condition. I mean, it basically is zero building value, right? And it needs absolutely everything. It's in a bad area. And it took me a few months to sell it. So I was actually at the point where I just had enough of a relationship with the seller that as people would come in and were looking for property, I would just let them know about that one. And then I was going to be the guy to be able to do the deal on it. So it took a little while to sell it. Ended up making like 6,500 or seven grand on my first deal. I had it under contract from like literally when I first started, like learned what the word wholesale meant to having this under contract in two weeks, which is, which is a usually, usually that's quite a bit quicker than what most people. Yeah. That's, that's pretty rare. That's like, that's really fast. 
the downside of that being is I actually did things out of order. So mm-hmm. I didn't have things on the back. Like I was doing it incorrectly. Like I would, I wouldn't teach people to do it, do it this way because I didn't have anybody to sell it to. Okay. So that's where on the back end I figured out like, Oh, I'm doing this all wrong. Cause I don't have anybody to sell it to. I need to turn this around and build like a network of buyers first. But long story short, I found it on Craigslist. The guy actually called me off of Craigslist ad. I was making ads because it was free. I didn't have any money. And when I closed my first deal, I had $11 in my checking account. Jeez. Literally, I was sitting at the title company office and I checked my bank account because I was going to get a coffee as like a celebration. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're like, they are above a Starbucks. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a coffee as a celebration. And I checked my bank account. I had $11 the day of closing. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, I mean, that shows you what's possible. I mean, I literally just started talking to everybody that I knew, did all the free advertising that I could with Craigslist. And so I do Facebook ads, but they're free. And people are like, well, wait, how do you do that for free? All the buy, sell trade groups, all the big networking groups, those are all free. So if you just let people know that you're looking to solve problems, mm-hmm. you'd be amazed. Like I was buying a house a month off of Facebook groups. Really? Yeah. Just like your local buy, sell trade. So if you put mm-hmm. in your county name and then buy, sell trade, It'll pull up four or five different groups typically. And there's 40, 50, 60, 70, 100,000 people in each of those. So when you make a post, I would talk to the admin first because you don't want to be kicked out. But if you make a post and, and if you approach the admin with, hey, I want to help versus like, hey, I want to post ads, mm-hmm. just make a quick little comment post, you know, saying, hey, I've, I buy houses in the area. I'm looking to solve problems. If you know anybody that has a problem, let me know. And then with your contact information and everything. So you'd be amazed at how many people will tag each other and your network spiders out and grows really, really quickly because of it. That's a great idea. Does it still work to this day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Without question. Yep. I actually have, uh, an, so I have a team now. Originally, it was just me, but now I have an acquisitions manager that makes posts uh, once every couple of weeks. I, I don't, we don't do a ton of posting in them because we don't want to get kicked out. People, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, so it needs to be under control and ethical. Mm-hmm. But overall, yeah, absolutely still works. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. I like that idea. It's just Yeah, it's just another free way to get yourself out there too. So that was that's what I was looking at. And that's what I talk about in my book quite a bit was like up front. And if you need to get a deal, if you need to get your name out there, these are all the free ways that you can do it and take these steps. That way your network can grow. Because the biggest thing you can do in this game is build a really, really strong database and relationships with people. Hence the reason we call the followers and the listeners of the show the Alliance, man. It's all built on that. Just perfect. Absolutely perfect. That's why we call ours the coalition. Many people working together in one direction. Absolutely. Um, so how did, so you, you, what is, what is your niche? Would you say like, uh, is it wholesaling? Is it buy and hold? What, what is your niche to this day? To the, this day, I am definitely in acquisitions mode. Okay. Um, but I do things a little more creatively than most people. So I have a very, very specific niche of what I will actually hold right now. So what I'll hold right now is a couple certain zip codes because I like the areas a lot. It has to be a ranch home. It has to have building value, as in good windows, roof, foundation, and then no bathrooms on the second floor. So if it's not a ranch, but it has like a Cape Cod or something, no bathrooms on the second floor. I don't want plumbing over top of the kitchen because when plumbing goes bad, it ruins everything. It's expensive. Right. So I will only hold those. But that being said, I will definitely buy other stuff. But what I do is I will buy it. I'll make sure I'll buy it right. So make sure I'll buy it for X amount of dollars and then I'll go resell it. And whatever I paid for the house, I will take it as a down payment. So let's just use the example as $20,000. If I buy a house for 20 grand, I know you can't buy a house for 20 grand everywhere, but your markets are actually everywhere. You can 
real estate's virtual, right? You can play anywhere at any time. So mm-hmm. if you're living in San Francisco, living listening to this right now going, I can't buy anything for under a million. One, it's scalable. People have more money there. So you're going to be able to get larger down payments anyways. But remember, you can play this game anywhere. So if I buy a house for $20,000, I will go out and I'll market it for $65,000, but twenty. $20,000 down. And what that does is it opens up this huge buyer pool to me of people that can't get traditional bank loans, but have money saved up, have mattress money. They have the ability to pull together 10 or 15, 20 grand for a down payment. So I get all my money back. And then the last 40, 50, 60 grand, whatever it may be, I take as a note, promissory note and um, a lien position on the house, just like a bank. So I become the bank mm-hmm. and I'll take four or five, $600 a month for you know a decade. So I'm able to create this repeat wealth, this repeat income, this passive income with no responsibility on a house that many years ago I would have passed on because I didn't realize the opportunity with it or didn't have the resources or the skills or the people around me. Now, everything I look at, I have the ability to buy, resell. As long as I buy it right, I can resell it on terms. I can still make monthly income off of it. And I even do that with wholesaling. So a lot of people don't realize you can actually build passive income with wholesaling. Most people see wholesaling as this big, brutal, ton of work up front, finally close the deal, got to go find another one. When in reality, if you structure the deal correctly, you can be paid hundreds of times instead of just once. So that's actually what I do with my wholesale deals is, let's say I have a house and somebody wants to pay 25 for it as a rental. I have it for 15. I'll actually give it to them for 15, but the last 10 grand I'll take as a promissory note for 150 bucks a month for 10 years, 10% interest. So my fee will actually grow from 10 grand to 15 grand. So okay. my, my payment actually grows, but on top of that, I'm still building that stream of income to mix in with my ponds of flips and things like that. So now I have all of this passive income with no responsibility. So that's originally how I built my freedom past wholesaling. Okay. It's holding, holding paper like that. And then I like also that. I had never even thought of that. Yeah, it's not. I don't know a lot of people that do that <laughs> because so like that's what's cool about this is it. So at this point, you've never owned the house, you never took a dime out of your pocket, you're getting paid monthly for it. And on top of that, if for whatever reason the buyer doesn't perform, you can foreclose just like the bank because you have a lien position, and now you have a house for free. So if that house is worth three hundred grand, you just bought a three hundred thousand dollar house. You got paid five grand to to take a three hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah. It's yeah, like, idea, man. I like that. Yeah, a lot. so so you're secure. You have monthly income. You have the possibility of a large pond of income. Like, it just checks off all the boxes. Interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's a, that's a great way to scale. So if you've done a couple of deals, or if you're looking to do deals, if you get, I do think that if this like. So if you're looking to do your first deal right now, you said a lot of your listeners might be first timers. If you have somebody that is looking to do their first deal. I do think the first deal that they should take a lump sum, they should take five grand, 10 grand, 15 grand, whatever it is. That way the red carpet kind of rolls out and it becomes from belief to real. That's really, really important. So I see a lot of people, they'll do their first deal. It might take them three, four months. Then the second deal is like two weeks behind it because now they understand it and it's real and the energy is different. Their momentum is different. They're more consistent. So once you get to the point where like a five grand check won't change your life or a 10 grand check won't change your life, it's time to start transitioning that to passive income. That way, 
even if you don't work that month or even if you're working on something else that month or a larger project, you're still getting all that pay. And right. why not get paid 50 times instead of once? So everything that I look at now and everything that I create now is how can I be paid multiple times for doing work one time? Bingo. Yeah, that's true. I like, that's, that's actually a really good idea. It's all about passive income, man. That's how you become a real, true real estate investor. Because wholesaling is not investing. I'd say that, I've said that on pretty much every podcast that we've done. Uh, wholesaling is not investing. It's marketing. I agree with that. It's uh, wholesaling is networking. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, so what would you say was a turning point in your business, man? Turning point in my business is when I switched from just what, like, what we just talked about. Okay. Uh, okay. When, I, when I switched from like, because I was doing, when I got up to like that two, three, four, five deal a month range, but I had to go do it the next month. That was the turning point because I figured out that I had to do something differently because if I went on vacation for a couple of weeks with the family or anything like that, and then no income came in, it was frustrating. And then also, that was also the point where I realized I needed a team because if you don't work for a couple of weeks or if you spend that time doing something else for a couple of weeks, it kills all your momentum. The momentum is so difficult to get back. So when people constantly stop, like you have to restart the engines and it takes another two or three weeks. So you'll end up going two months without a, without an income. And then you see things start to dwindle again and the stress comes back in. So that's what made me realize, okay, I'm having this pain because I don't have a team and I don't have any repeat income. How do I change this? And that's when I started structuring the deals slightly differently. So instead of taking 10 grand up front, you know, you can take two and then eight grand on a note on the back end. Yeah. So what percent are you doing all your transactions like that now? Or do you still take the chunks here and there? I still, I still take the chunks here and there, depending on what the deal is, especially for flipping a house. So I'll flip houses too. Mm-hmm. Um, so one right now that I'm looking at, hey, we have it on a contract for like 30. It's probably worth like 90 or 95. Wow. I have another one that we have for bought for 50. It's probably worth 110. Like we have different options with that. Um, so if it doesn't fit like my specific holding criteria, mm-hmm. I will either, you know, renovate it and flip it and take, take the lump sum. But depending on the area of the house and the level of buyer, I will take. Uh, it kind of determines like which which route I'm going to go. So if it's an area, if it's in like a C C plus area, I'm usually going to sell it on terms. And then if it's more of like your maybe second time home buyer area, you know, a little higher end, I usually take the lump sum. Okay. And then roll it over, in, and then roll it over into maintenance at other rentals for tax deferment. Gotcha. Yeah, we didn't have time to go into that today. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you know, go get a good tax guy. That's, sure. that's, Absolutely. that's how we should get into that. Go get a good tax guy and don't worry about it. Bingo. All right. So let's talk a little about your book, man. Tell us a little bit about where that book, where it came from and what, what inspired you to write a book on wholesaling. Yeah. Man, why does any entrepreneur create a business? Because they feel like there's a hole, right? Or some sort of void that they want to fill. Yeah. So I had, everybody knows there's a ton of real estate books out there. There's a lot of wholesaling books out there. I had never read one that was all encompassing. I had never read one that was like, so it was either one of two things. It was either book number one, a lot of hype, a lot of rah-rah, a lot of this is how great your life can be if you get into real estate with no actual action steps, no actionable steps where, okay, if you go do this, this is how you live like that. So it was frustrating. I'd feel good at the end of it, but I'm like, well, how do I go do that now? Yep. And then the other side was very black and white. This is buy and hold. This is house flipping. This is this, this is that. Like whatever criteria they were trying to meet. 
but then it, it it never built you up to a point like if you had made a mistake which by the way you do every day right mm-hmm. or if you hit a bump in the road which you do every day it, it never taught you how to get through that so it was always like oh that sounds great but that guy must oh, have done I... it yeah it sounds great but this guy must have done it right his first time because i can't get through this it's too difficult so I wanted to put the two together. So my book is split in half. The first the first side or the first half is mindset. It's designed to build you up and get you strong enough mentally into a point where you can get through the difficult moments. You can get through the times where you hit a speed bump or you make a mistake and you learn from it. It teaches you how to reflect and ask great questions and seek better answers as opposed to just quitting. And then the second half is literally a blueprint step-by-step how to get your first deal, and then how to scale with uh, what we were talking about by taking notes. So it gives you a blueprint and a step-by-step guide on how to do all that. That's awesome. Do you have a question you just can't seem to find the answer to? Need to bounce ideas off a trusted expert? Do you want suggestions on how to improve your existing business strategy and real estate investing? Or do you wish you could get advice from a real estate expert that's been there and done that? Go to gregscoaching.youcanbook.me and book a free coaching call with me today. You'll have exclusive one-on-one time to go over whatever it is you need in order to propel your business to the next level. Again, that's gregscoaching.youcanbook.me to book your free 15-minute coaching call. So it gives you a blueprint and a step-by-step guide on how to do all that. That's awesome. And it, you know what, guys? I, you know, I learned this from my mentor, um, or one of my mentors, I guess I'd call him a mentor, Darren Hardy. People don't, if you've been doing this a while, guys, like myself and Todd and, and others that are part of, of any of this this real estate game, we know everything, most most likely. We know almost everything. But all sometimes you just need to be reminded of something. So go pick up Todd's book, and I guarantee you, no matter what, you're going to find a golden nugget in there. Even if you knew about that nugget, it's going to go, oh, man, I totally forgot I learned that two years ago, but I never implemented it. And so always you know, look at everything, read everything you can get your hands on, listen to audiobooks, whatever it takes, guys, to help yourself in personal development. But you'll find something in that book, even if you're a seasoned pro, that will help you with like, just, I mean, just already... You know, something you said just was the buy sell groups. Like that's that's stuff that I've heard of and thought about, but never implemented. So now it's just a matter of doing it. So pick up the book, guys. Yeah, that's uh, it's been truly humbling too to see the response from it. Too, the reviews have been amazing. Awesome. Uh, it's, it's been cool because people are like sending pictures of checks and everything. It's that's like their cool. first deals. Like that's a really really cool feeling. So I've, it's been truly humbling to have it out there and see the reviews. And I'm working on the second book as we speak, because it's actually cool. the first part of a three-part series. So oh, good. It, yeah, nice. it's been awesome. It's been really, really exciting. All right. All right. So tell us one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started. Build a network first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> with, with zero hesitation, build a network first. Um, so what's your network look like that you want? If, 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 you want, if we're just on topic wholesale, if you want to be doing wholesaling, you got to have those three or four legitimate, like, buyers that are in your back pocket that you have a relationship with that you know exactly what they want that way you're just shopping for them 
yep. and you're not going out there putting sellers at risk, let's face it, because that's what you're doing if you put a property under contract and you don't have a buyer, and you're acting as a realtor at that point, in my opinion, like you're, you're, not, really, you're not really doing anything different if you have a property under contract and you don't have anybody to sell it to. Because at that point, you're marketing it. If, you, if this is done correctly, you never have to market a property, ever. Because yeah. if, you, if you have so-and-so, like if you have Jared and Jared buys anything in this zip code under 40 grand and you go find something in that zip code at 22, you have a buyer, right? You have a deal. That is a network. You were building, you were putting that deal together. You're solving a problem for a seller you're, or you're solving a problem for a buyer. And at that point, you've created value. At that point, you deserve to get paid. Bingo understanding why you get paid is important and understanding that you are worth getting paid is extremely important. So when you do it correctly, those things all come together and your deals will go smoother. You're right about that. You're right about that. All right. So tell us a little bit about the kingdom and how that kind of came about and, and, and a little bit of the details of what you guys do there. Yeah. So the kingdom real estate is an absolute family. Uh, it's something that we brought together a uh, partner and I, it's been together for two years now and done a lot of listening, a lot of adapting, and we've wanted, we wanted to create something that was different. We, we saw a lot of programs out there that were, you know, when I was starting, I wanted to learn, but I didn't have 30 grand for a weekend seminar. Mm -hmm. That was frustrating. So I didn't want it to be anything like that. I wanted it to be interactive. I wanted it to be a support group uh, and a community more than anything. So when we were able to bring people together and bring this core of people together that were supporting each other and moving in the same direction, it's really been an incredible experience because somebody will come in now, they'll get the training, they go through the workshop. Workshop At this point, the workshop is uh, six weeks long and you, know, you get live calls with the mentors and then you're brought into the family at that point. So you have a bunch of direction, a bunch of organized content, a uh, bunch of confidence and you know exactly where you want to go because you have a choice now. Do I want to wholesale? Do I want to buy and hold? Do I want to fix and flip? You know, whatever you want to do, it's great. And then you're brought into the community. So when you have questions and when you have experiences, you can share that with others and then everybody can help you move forward. So it's been awesome seeing people do the first deal, scale their business. We have people that are literally brand new, like two weeks in right now. And we have people doing millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars a year wow. and, and everything in between. It's incredible. Absolutely so it's really cool to be able to put somebody that's been in, been in it for two weeks in direct contact with somebody doing eight figures, which is crazy. Like something, uh, sounds like something that might be worth, worth the, uh, the investment there. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, it goes right back to that network, right? Yeah. It's right back to all the relationships. So we even have, we've even had like little hubs set up where, Hey, you, you want to add that network. You want to have that legitimate buyer. You come in, you're in the kingdom. You go, hey, who's buying here? And we've actually had people set up so that, hey, I'm going to buy in this area. So anybody in that area ends up going and hunting, hunting down properties for them. So they just wholesale directly to them. It's like mm -hmm. they know they have this legitimate buyer. They know they're uh, uh, legitimate. They know that they're trusted because they're in the family. They're in the kingdom. They're they interact with them all the time. And they're able to plug them right into their business. So they're able to start doing deals just the first couple of weeks. That's pretty cool, man. I like that a lot too. So Todd, what do you think? Uh, so you're working with newbies. You're getting people that are buying your book that are newbies. Uh, they're coming to the kingdom. What's the biggest mistake that they make when they get started, in your opinion? Inconsistency. Mm -hmm. Inconsistency is probably the number one. That's a really good question. 
I'm going to think about that the rest of the day now. What's the number one mistake <laughs> that most people make? But I'm going to, I'm definitely going to lean towards inconsistency uh, for the fact that uh, when things get tough, it's just, it's just tough. Like too many people take something difficult as a sign that they shouldn't be doing it. No, it's tough for everybody in the beginning. Just adopt a mindset of growth versus being, you know, you're, you're, you're malleable. You are not of a fixed mindset. We're actually, you know, beings that grow and get better and adapt. If you adopt that, you can do absolutely anything. So I see a lot of people come in and a lot of people have actually reached out to me and said the book helped with that a lot. So they've been able to get through problems, which is like exactly what the first half is built for. So I'm really excited to hear that because you can take, you can apply that first half of the book to any business, to any relationship, to any scenario. It doesn't have to just be real estate. That's why it was written the way that it was. So I'm really excited to hear that from people. Okay. But when people get inconsistent, they just like we talked about momentum earlier, when you, mm-hmm. when you kill your momentum, it's so tough to get it going again. And I'm going to choose inconsistency because my acquisitions manager, he is actually in the kingdom. He is somebody that I met from the kingdom. He actually, he actually lived in Arizona, and I was in Ohio. We had never met in person, but he started doing work for me. He actually called me one day. And he just, I could hear it in his voice that he had made a decision. He was inconsistent for an entire year, never did a deal. Mm. In three weeks, his first ever closing, he closed on two two deals the same day. And one was a buy and hold for him with no money out of his own pocket. That's fantastic. Because he got consistent. He made a decision to be consistent. So that is the number one killer of people's businesses, the inability to adapt and inconsistency. I agree hundred percent. We've, you know, this is, you know, I, I'm a very transparent person, Todd. If you go back and listen to some of my older podcasts, and if you're listening to this podcast and you, you haven't listened to my other ones, I'm a very transparent person. I'm very transparent about how our business operates, the, the, the good days and the bad days. And we had to hit the reset button uh, with a lot of our staff uh, earlier this year. And because of that, threw off our consistency um, in a lot of different aspects between admin and between sales and between our brokerage, like we just had to, we had to get rid of some of the quote unquote cancers, if you will. And because when you'd have to hit the reset button, you have to start over again, which again, we talked about momentum. It we're just now getting that back. And that was like three or four months ago. So we've had a lull in our business and it just happened. So we are back focused, back being consistent in what we're doing. And the, the, it pays off quickly. It's just, you're right. It's all about being consistent. So I agree. Yeah, it's it's incredible how quickly a little downtime will kill anything that you have going on. Oh, for sure. It's actually you can take a couple of days off and you go back and you're just like, oh crap, what just happened? Oh yeah, it's nuts. Exactly, and that's and that is what changed my business is when I realized that that way I had to bring on other people, whether it was like managing properties or or marketing or anything like that. Um, once it became more consistent, I had other people doing it. The consistency never stops then. Bingo. So Todd, you wrote a book. Are you a book person? I am a huge book person. Okay. So four, so four years ago, four, four and a half years ago, I had never read a book in my life. Okay. Literally not in school. I didn't even buy books in college. Uh, I played baseball. Okay. Uh, in college, I was making I saw your hat collection. Yeah, I do, have, I do have a hat collection. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally, like, you walk into my office, it looks like lids. <laughs> it looks yeah, like I, lids I mean, I saw your, one of your videos and I was like, whoa, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I do love hats. I love baseball. Baseball was life. Okay. And I played, I played college ball and I tell people I was majoring in eligibility. So I didn't go to class. <laughs> like I, I didn't care about anything except for baseball. And then I had some opportunities past, past college. And then when those ended, I like really had to find myself. I was really lost. And, uh, it's, it's funny to think about that now because a lot, a lot of people like look at that as like, well, now it's time to like fall in line in society. Right. And that's what I didn't have the ability to do. And I'm so thankful for that now. So for anybody listening, that's maybe gone through something like that or had a downfall or had something not work out that the way that they plan, this became the biggest blessing for me because I am able to touch so many more lives now than I ever did by being in baseball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're somebody that is going through something difficult right now, just remember right back to that consistency. If you, if you continue staying consistent in what you're doing, you're going to grow through it and you're going to grow past it. Definitely. So on that book note, what's your favorite book of all time besides your own? And what are you currently reading? So I read a book a week now. Okay. My favorite book ever. Tough one. Ooh, I want to pick like six. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a couple then. I am going to go. Okay, so my my couple favorites, the five most impactful books that I've ever read in my life are Third Circle Theory by Paige Mangadimi. Uh, he's actually the founder of Secret Entourage. He is. Uh, he wrote. He wrote a book. It's on self awareness, okay. and self awareness is huge. Whether you're in business, entrepreneurship working a job, just having relationships in your life. If you understand self-awareness better, you're going to be better. So that's one of my favorites. The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Clayson, mm -hmm. uh, because you got to get your money right. I actually based all of my financial decisions off that book. Okay. And then I actually built my teachings around it, which have helped a lot. Those, those are a couple of my favorites. The Go-Giver series is really, really big, uh, in my opinion. It teaches you how to give more than you get. And in return, you actually create that cycle and you end up, you know, creating this much fuller life. Uh, the one thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan that really focuses in on like what's most important for that day and go, going back to being consistent. And then I'm going to say, what should I say? Number five is what's yours? <laughs> uh, I, it's, it's, it's tough for me too. Uh, I think my favorite book of all time Believe it or not, I, it's a newer book that I've read. I read it three times in about a month. Nice. Um, was Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Oh, man. I, I'm going to have to check that out then. I've not Dude. read that. I, I do a lot of audiobooks too, man. But that, that, that book, I don't want to say it was life-changing. It honestly was like one of the best stories about entrepreneurship I've ever read or listened to. That's awesome. It was, I mean, literally, I put it, I, I stopped, I, I was finished with the book. And five minutes later, I picked. I started right over again. It was so good. That's amazing. I'll have to yeah, check that out. It's so think, good, man. I think the last one I would list is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually in the middle of reading that one. I've had a hard time getting through that one, to be honest, because I've, I've gone through that kind of work workshop kind of stuff in the past. But yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good book. I mean, I'm halfway, more than halfway through it. But I mean, my book list is, 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 uh, is that's probably like my new, new favorite book, uh, storybook. But I think um, realistically, 10x rule, one of my favorites, um, and Rich Dad Poor Dad. Principles by Ray Dalio. Oh, I'm in the middle of that actually right now. Oh uh, man, what that's a good a long one that book. Is. It's 600 it's, pages, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'm about. I mean, I should be pulling up right now on my phone while I'm sitting here. I, I, I'm. Uh, oh gosh, hang on. 
That's one I'm of the like that's six one hours of the into like the seventeen hour book. <laughs> yeah, I still have, I'm six hours in, and I still have nine hours to go. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's so many books out there, but that's that's why I asked the question because I'm a book guy now. I wasn't really a big book reader in, in high school and even in college either. But yeah, ever since I got into being uh, in real estate is when I kind of like picked it all up. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's why I was thinking like four and a half years ago, I'd never read a book. Uh, then I started reading, I got to like a book a month. Now I'm about a book a week. And then if you'd have told me even two years ago that I was going to write a book, I would have told you that you're crazy. And now it's yeah. top 10 on Amazon. Like that's pretty cool. Insane. <laughs> top 10 in real estate and top couple thousand on the bestsellers list out of millions and millions and millions. That's, like, awesome. that's, that's it, really cool. That's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, awesome. Todd. Well, thank you for taking time out of your schedule today. Well, again, we'll have all this stuff in the show notes guys. Um, so Todd, any parting words for the Alliance? Yeah. Don't quit. Just don't quit. If you don't quit, if like you literally follow the lessons of what we've talked about today, if you follow the lessons that like, if you happen to pick up the book, one, I appreciate your support and love. Thank you so much. Uh, but two, if you follow the directions in the book and you don't quit, I literally promise that you'll do a deal and you'll change your life because you, you can't not because it's only a matter of time before you do a deal as long as you don't quit. So stay consistent. Don't quit. Bingo. I mean, it is the name of the book is what again? What again? It's the uh, if you can't holster. Yeah, if you can't holster. <laughs> it's it's not a mouthful for people at all. Yeah, if you can't wholesale after this, I've got nothing for you. Bingo. And uh, by Todd M. Fleming. Bingo. It's on Amazon. Yeah, man. Well, again, we'll have a link in the show notes, guys. So we'll uh, we'll catch you later, Todd. Thank you so much for coming on again. Awesome. Appreciate thank it. you. Thank you so much. Awesome. You've just listened to another flipping real estate like the pros podcast. We'd like to thank you for putting your trust in us to be your guide in this exciting venture called real estate investing. If you want us to expand on a topic you heard here today, or you have a new question of your own, head on over to gregscoaching.youcanbook.me for a free 15-minute coaching call, or you can leave your question in our Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to iTunes to review, rate, and subscribe to the show. Be sure to strengthen your own alliance by sharing this podcast. Tune in next week for another expert interview or a great topic. Till then, catch you on the flip side, Alliance. Alliance.